Sean Church. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing, man. Uh, just living life on this Thursday evening. Thursday, the 25th of March, in the year of our Lord, 20 and 21. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Praise Him. How did we make it through last year? Um, I don't know, dude. It's a freaking miracle. It's the only explanation I got. So, Sean, what are we doing here? So, we're here to record this podcast. I don't really know why. I don't. I don't either, dude. We just kind of got bored one day and we're like, hey, we should record ourselves doing what we do normally. Just talking and BSing. You got to peel back the curtain. Sean and I are friends, right? Kind of. Maybe. Eh. Maybe. Friends, loose term. Yeah. And what our Thursday nights have become is just us <laughs> drinking beer and listening to music and then just... Hey, we're not limiting ourselves to just beer. We're just drinking Predominantly beer. Right. Because volume-wise, you can drink more of it, so... Right. It allows us to stay in the same space for a longer period of time. <laughs> Why we do that to ourselves, I don't know, but it's what we do. So, this is a show called For No Good Reason, and like we just described, the whole point of it is... For absolutely no good reason. It's just two buddies who have... Uh, moderately overlapping tastes in music, and severely more over- than moderate. Uh, well, we'll get there. Okay, but mo- like more than moderately overlapping tastes in beer. That means we like beer, is what he's saying. See, I'm the politically correct one. Sean, no, you're just bullshitting. Sean likes to be the abrasive one, and I think he likes that. I'm more straightforward. We like to drink. It is what it is. Call a spade a spade, Sam. So the master plan of this show <clears throat> is that each week, or however often, we will crack open some beers, sit around a table, and review albums that we think you need to know. Specifically albums, not individual tracks. And why do we care about albums? I think that the album is the lost art um, in our age. Uh, you look back at music over the past 50 years and there was a more significant emphasis on the entire album um, and in today's world it is completely dominated by the single um, you have almost entirely not completely thank the lord lost the art of just bringing entire albums and telling an entire story with over the course of 10 to 16 songs depending on how long they are mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that People are missing in today's world. Whether you believe that or not is fine. Um, you, the listener, I know Sam agrees with me on that one. So, <laughs> uh, but we're here to try to tell you what we think you might be missing, and um, we hope we're right. And if we're not, bummer. Suck it. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're called for no good reason, uh, which is you know said tongue in cheek because, like we said, we're just two guys that talk into a microphone and hope that we're producing something that's cool. But that is also inspired by a certain track um, by a band called Dawes, which is a story about motive. Uh, There are many reasons why a certain event could be happening, or there could be no good reason. It's one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite. Um, And we kind of stumbled into that, and we're like, hey, that's the name. (laughs) That's the one. 
that was even before we knew what we were doing on this podcast. We had any sort of rough outline. We were like, that fits. So, Sean, what? Let, let's talk about our backgrounds. Like, as we're coming into this, uh, give us a brief overview of you and what your taste in music generally turns out to be. So, I grew up in and around Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so, you might think that my music taste would be country. And there is a certain amount of that, but it didn't happen until later in life. Um, but I grew up on the Rolling Stones, um, grew up on the Beatles, grew up on good old-fashioned rock and roll. Um, obviously, there's some things in there that aren't that. Like I couldn't go to sleep to anything other than um, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio <laughs> as a baby. Jeez. Um, luckily, my dad had a single of it on CD, so he could just play it on a repeat. Um, and I'd finally go to sleep after about four or five times. Um, so I know that song by heart. So grew up on a vast amount of different music because my dad, um, yeah, kind of came into country a little bit in college. Um, and a lot of the artists that I found as a young adult are centered around people I found through the band Mumford and Sons. Um, they decided to surround themselves with a lot of good music and then those artists decided to surround themselves with a lot of good music so that's about it for me I mean didn't say it all I'm sure but yeah we'll unpack it as time goes on yeah well you'll definitely get to figure that out more and more uh and I'm sure Sam had a different experience here so yeah so I also grew up um in the Dallas suburbs of, um Boo. yeah 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 whatever Boo. went to school at A&M Got a couple degrees. I forgot about that part. I did that too. I got one degree. Yeah, that doesn't really count though. <laughs> hey, I have a piece of paper. Watch it. Um, and then after school, I moved to the Fort Worth area, and that's how Sean and I got connected through some mutual buddies. And my musical tastes are <laughs> entirely dependent on my family and what they used to play for me when we were driving uh, to and from the city. So my dad... If he's listening, he'll roll over in his grave. But uh, I would say his home base is Americana, bluegrass kind of music. And so you add that. My brother almost exclusively listened to Dave Matthews when I was growing up. So that's kind of the weak link here. But That's not a weak link by any means. Weak in terms of width, not in terms of depth. Okay. And my sister, uh, she grew up on, you know, like the, like boy bands and then uh, pop punk and that's what uh, I grew up on as well so you put all those things together and now later in life I've become a, a metalhead so oh shut up don't give me that <laughs> Evil Sam has come out in the last mm, six or eight months and he I've... still exclusively listens to pop punk but it's fine yeah 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 okay alright before I beat the piss out of Sean what are we drinking tonight so, we are drinking a beer called Resist. It's a milkshake IPA. Um, it's a tangerine milkshake IPA um, from the Brewing Project, which I believe is out of Wisconsin. Um, I'm not looking at it. and doesn't say anything on the can that I can see. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Man, it tastes like if you could booze up orange juice... And not in like a mimosa way, in like an actually good way. Yeah. That's what this would be. Like kind of just put some bubbles in it and it becomes alcoholic because of the bubbles somehow. Yeah. I think you're describing like champagne. Or no. Right no. <laughs> that champagne has flavor. 
Mm. I'm saying just basically carbonate and add alcohol to orange juice, and that's what this is. And I don't really know how they did it, but I'd say it's pretty damn good. So we'll start there. We'll see where the night takes us. You'll get updates as we uh, refill our glasses. But, Sean, what are we talking about tonight? That's a good question. Um, so we're talking about one of Sam's favorite albums, I would say. Maybe. It's up there. He likes this album. It's a... It's, it's an offshoot of one of his favorite artists for sure, and an artist that I definitely appreciate and enjoy myself. Um, this album is called I Empire, um, and it's by Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, so for those who don't know, a little bit of background about Angels and Airwaves. So Blink-182 was, you know, the dominant name in pop-punk in the late 90s, early aughts. Circa 2005, they broke up. Uh, because their singer Tom DeLonge decided that he was too cool for school. Yeah, rest in peace. So Tom DeLonge broke off and made a band called Angels and Airwaves as kind of his, what he would describe as like a multimedia project where it's like there's music, there's comic books, there's movies, and there is, but it's not all that great. Yeah, everybody just kind of paid attention to the music. And the other part of the Blake Blink uh, breakup was uh, Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker broke off and made a band called Plus 44. Uh, they released an incredible album, and then they came back to Blink, but that's a history for a different time. We're talking about Angels and Airwaves tonight, and like we said, this is Tom DeLonge's art project. Um, I Empire is their second record. Their first was called We Don't Need to Whisper, and... It's kind of the first album in the story that is concluded by I Empire. Tom sings a lot about love um, and what that idea is or could be. Um, Angels and Airwaves, much like their title, is kind of this space rocky pop punk fusion. And it's pulled off extremely well. Um, their later albums haven't been as good, but man, these first two, and I Empire especially, are phenomenal so i'm excited to talk about them tonight yeah so the first track um is a track called called to arms um i'm the one of the two of us that's less familiar with this album and with this artist um and so i'll go ahead and give my two cents on this one um it's going to kind of come across a little bit on this first song as asinine but it's not actually what i'm into i just couldn't think of better words to say it that's just a like, state of mind for Sean. <laughs> it's true. I'm kind of an asshat, but I do wear it well. Um, if I do say so myself. Put that on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the intro of the song, um, for some reason, my mind immediately went to like a 2000s like Christian like rock chorus. And I, like, and I really know why that happened. And I can't tell you why because it doesn't really make sense to me either. But like, if you just played it in a worship service at your church, like the first intro, like musically, it would fit. I guess that's to say it's not super complex, but that's not necessarily a, like a, I don't mean that as a slant in any way. I, I really enjoyed this song. So interesting. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I, I could totally see <laughs> like yeah. these contemporary churches who were exactly. making this like big production of worship. There's big, lots of chorusy guitar. Just fill the space. Yeah. And, and like, it's a good thing. Yeah. And I like it. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I'll let you kind of take over here because 
You probably have more to say on this one than I do. Man, sonically, this is the perfect beginning to a record. Absolutely. Because much like its title, it is an invitation to the record. Like the first bit that Sean is describing as a church worship song. Hallelujah. Um, it is this very inviting I don't know, synthy open that adds in this guitar, and then you hear Tom's voice come in, I don't know, 30 seconds later, and it's, I mean, he opens up the album with the line saying, there's a little black scar, tire divide, this is it, can you hear me? Like, all right, like, there's a, what? Yeah. <laughs> what does it even mean? Um, no, but I, I love, oh, like, obviously the chorus is the heartbeat of most songs, but the chorus here is beautiful, saying, I'd like to say that you're my only fear, and when I dream, it slowly disappears, and when I wake, I'm right here by your side to feel your heart beat in and out of time. I love that. Yeah, that's the part I had a note on. Um, it's awesome. Like, he says, I'd like to say that you're on my only fear, and I don't think it's necessarily that, like he's afraid of her, obviously. It's the, yeah. it's the fear that she won't be there. I assume she... Um, that it's not going to last. And that that's then mm. when he he's able to dream and relax and not think all that comes to mind is just her heart beating and that she's there mm. by his side. And like that was that was kinda cool to have that twist of words there that was like oddly not straightforward, even though it appears to be at first. The most beautiful line on this song and again is just speaking to the idea of a call to arms and opening the record is the line that says we can go we can go only if you believe like mm -hmm. it, it is very much this invitation to buy in saying like whatever you want to find out there and this track and again this record i think is centered around the concept of love is you can go wherever you want specifically in love or in whatever else you are deciding to do only if you believe yeah, if you don't trust in it, you don't believe that it's going to work, it won't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a pretty awesome line. Beautiful song. Great way to open the record. And we move into... Ooh. I'm going to offer is my third favorite track. I'd put it in the top three. Everything's Magic is <laughs> anecdotally uh, one of the songs that I play when I'm on an airplane because let's be honest here no one knows how they work and I'm an aerospace engineer like I understand how they work but let's be clear no one knows how they work it is completely magic and so I, I remind myself of that reality every time I fly by playing this song yeah, yeah I think it's kind of a look into his rise to fame I'm say fame or success at a very young age um, and it's kind of talking about taking a step back and looking at it and enjoying the, the minute minutia of every day and everything. Um, that's what I get from it. And I think it's a really cool look at that. Um, and I think it's almost him growing up in a little way. Interesting. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's him kind of taking a breath and saying every breath 
matters. Everything matters, but it also doesn't because it just it just kind of works and everything is important. Everything's magic. That's what I got from it. I know that's kind of not exactly what you got, but though I I definitely agree. The chorus says like he is being very intentional in his word choice of the verbs specifically. He says, sure. "So hear this, please, and watch." You know stop and watch as your heart speeds up endlessly like as you're excited be present be present be aware of the moment be be there remember it enjoy it because it won't last nothing yeah. lasts each breath that you take has a thunderous sound kind of dramatic but is but attributing it, to this point it's the point that every breath matters every breath is important it is a big deal that you're still here you're still alive in this moment you're still getting to be you're still getting to enjoy everything that's happening around you um and i could see this being for him something that after that brief blink separation that first couple years probably was a blur as far as i mean they went from nothing to one of the biggest bands yeah on arguably ever in the punk slash pop punk scene and yeah That'd be nuts. Like, you're so young, you have no real world experience as far as that's concerned. You could just rush through it, and that you see that a lot with artists that they burn bright and they burn fast, and then <laughs> that's it. That's it. And so <laughs> I think that's a real eye-opening moment for him in this song. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, this is definitely the most poppy song off the record, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Like this, I think this song has its place. Like it advances the narrative from a call to arms, just like we're saying. Of a, like a call to arms starts with saying, "We can go if you believe," and everything uh, magic says, "And reach out your hand, and I'll make you mine." Everything's everything's magic. Like there is this longing, there is this desire, there is this extension of the self to go into whatever else might be coming. But the rest of the song is a reminder, like, be present. Don't miss it. Yeah. Because it's going to come hard, it's going to come fast, and it's going to go fast. And it's going to be magic. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Glad we're doing this. Working great. Up next, um, I'm going to make the argument this is my favorite song on the album. Um, it's great. It is. Um the song's kind of about an imperfect love or that love isn't perfect in my brain. And again, going back to the whole album being about the different facets of love, like Sam said. Um, I don't know what it is about this song that kind of makes me grab onto it. Hmm. But damn, it's good. This, this is how an alt-rock love song should be. This is example 1A of that kind of song. It's gripping. It's, I would say, simple, but again, not in a bad way. And it's also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little spicy. Yeah, I mean, the first line is, a blue-black shade of love. <laughs> Those are not colors that people associate with love. Um, they associate that with bruises. Um but it's still love, and so it's like a. That's where I got the idea of the imperfect love. Um, I don't know. It's just cool. Yeah, and the fact that it's called breathe, 
Yeah. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I know I talk about choruses a lot, but that's there, like, there's like, a reason like, choruses like, exist. They are repeated all the time. They're what the artist wants you to latch on to the most. <laughs> this is a track that, um, my sister played extensively growing up. So, I mean, I knew it, but I was a youth and I just, <laughs> I hear her say, did you know that I love you? Come and lay with me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's great. They're going to like cuddle, take a nap. <laughs> it's like, no. Mm, different kind of laying. Kind of like banging. Mm. The, like, the, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that because I was thinking of my sister. And, uh, the music video with this um, song is perfect. It is this... It's like a performance video, which is kind of common on this record, and that's totally fine. But like, it has these very um, sensual clips of a woman. Like, there's no nudity or anything sexual, but like, you know, it's like her neck, her back, her legs. Like, <laughs> don't you dare! Don't you dare derail this point! Don't say it. I hate you so much. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Anyway, this point's derailed. We're moving on. <clears throat> What was that about your neck, your back, your what? I hate you. My neck, my back. No, not that version. That's the only good version. Anyway, we're on, <laughs> we're on to the fourth track in the record called Love Like Rockets. And this is how we know Tom DeLonge has made a space rock <laughs> album. He says space rock. I say like U2 like. Uh, What's the difference? Nothing, but I'm saying that was that was how my brain conceptualized it and put it into words. Um, I would say the song to me was very straightforward lyrically, but I could be wrong. You could have something different to say there. Uh, full disclosure: I don't really care about the song all that much. Like sonically, it's a banger, but the most interesting part is the intro. This is I'm gonna Agreed. go I'm gonna go full ass nerd here. Yeah, so. What you're hearing is a recording of President Eisenhower giving a Christmas greeting Old white. to Earth via Project SCORE, which is a satellite that the Americans launched in, I think, the 50s, although I'm not sure about that. Anyway, the whole point was to compete with the Russians and say, like, oh, we've got this cool technology. We can launch satellites into space. And what they did is they launched the rocket. It goes into orbit. And then they have a tape of the president giving this speech, and they um, broadcasted it uh, back down to Earth. And it was so cool to do research about this, because the intro says, due to the marvels of scientific advance, my voice is coming to you from a satellite circling in outer space. Through this unique means, I convey to you and all of mankind, America wish for peace on Earth. And, you know, like, that's a, that's a sign to the Russians, and whatever, that's an aside but the fact that that niche project which i didn't know about made it onto a record that's cool because that means tom did his homework it was, he did do some homework that's pretty cool up next um is a song called sirens which whoa 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 sean oh you missed a critical step here what what'd you miss sean oh well, my beer was empty. I was waiting on you to finish yours. So that, that was me being courteous to you. Uh, but now that yours is empty, 
I guess we'll take a break. We'll take a short break. We'll be back. <laughs> We're back. We made it. It's, it's a miracle. Man, we, <laughs> we we got something weird in the glass here. Yeah. Um, what do we got, Sam? It's called Texas Car Bomb. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of an aggressive name for a beer. Um, yeah. It's because, you know, car bombs are aggressive, but... They are, both in reality and drink themselves. I see we have found the drop board. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, yeah, Texas Car Bomb, it just, it tastes like you're running of the mill stout with some weirdness on the back end. Allegedly, it is a stout brewed with lactose and then, what's I, the last ingredient, my bad? Um, Whiskey-soaked oak spirals. Um, and I would say that it does taste like an Irish Car Bomb, if we're going to be honest, that it's not necessarily the most political politically correct name but um as far as drinks go that is kind of what it tastes like um but you don't have to worry about the bailey's curling and it's, it's kind of nice and it was brewed in fort worth comma texas one of our favorite breweries called martin house we love you martin house sponsor please. us please <laughs> okay let's jump back into the record and man we we have kind of the meat of the record here um yeah, we'll start off with Sirens. Alright, so Sirens. Um, I really like this one. Um, it starts off with a, a bass intro that screams Blink-182 to me. Um, like 110%. Yeah. I've tried to stay away from that, but that, it's very much a Blink intro as far as that's concerned. Um, it's a fun song. Um, it's kind of centered around the idea of the mythological siren. Not actually the alarm. That's at least the way I interpret it. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> which, you know, it is what it is. Um, and so, it, to me, it's about a siren that keeps calling him back over and over again. So it's a it's a it's a it's a lover that keeps calling him back. Um, it's almost like the first love that got away, um, and he can't get her out of his head. That's what I interpret it from. Interesting, because. Honestly, like I, I couldn't put a theme around this track because I couldn't get over how creepy the song was. Like sonically, it's fun and it's like stadium rock kind of stuff. But then you have the pre-chorus that says "la da 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 da," which, by the way, there's a lot of artists that are really bad about filling time on a track with you know oohs and ahs. And but yeah. but Tom does this pretty well. He does here. He does. And I do know what you're getting at here. So, um, But he says, you know, la, 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 nervous like a knife fight. Be careful what you ask for. I do this from time to time where I can never wake from a bad dream. Um, and then the verses just talk about like, I don't know. It just feels like these aggressive tones. And I don't know. I, I couldn't see past it. Um, but I do like the point you're trying to make here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's all inside of his head, and it's like his first love that didn't go the way he planned it. Um, and to me, it's it's the. I'm not gonna say I went through the exact same thing, but I've been through a thing where I've had a breakup, and my mind still keeps going back to 
what could have been, what I thought was going to be. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of what's circling through his head, even though he kind of twisted in a creepy way kind of sometimes, like what you're saying. I do think that's kind of what he's going through as far as that's concerned, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I mean, the point that brings that home is the lyric in the bridge that just says, I'm feeling the pain of my first love. Like, yep. And that's something that everybody resonates with. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to get over, and that's kind of what I think that he equates to the siren and the siren song calling him back over and over again, and he can't control it. It's something that's out of his control and it still brings back pain to him. The thing is, this doesn't have to be love in the traditional sense of like, you know, romantic love. It can be just this generic love towards whatever you have this certain affinity for that for whatever reason didn't pan out. And you have this time of grief and reminders of, like Sean said, like what could have been. So that's cool. Um, with that, let's go to Secret Crowds. Secret Crowds. Um, so it's the first song that I think is a very definitive part departure from Blink-182 sonically. Oh, that is a piping hot take. I think it goes a little bit more into grunge rock at points as far as guitar play. I don't think it's necessarily, it doesn't feel like Blink to me other than Tom's vocals. Um, I... Love this song. Um, Sam, I'm going to let you go first on this one because like, I, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> my notes are kind of funny here because I say, this is a freaking banger. And it is. Uh, it is the most Blink... See, I, I don't agree. It's the most Blink-inspired song on this record. Not sonically, though. Oh, we're going to fist fight over this. Um, so this is basically Tom playing the game of The Sims. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, 100%. He says often, if I had my own world, I would do these things and there wouldn't be these things, uh, but I would spread love. Um, that's a point that I'll come back to. Um, so I really like this song. It's a good one. It's a, it's a banger from the get-go. Um, he, he talks about spreading love um, like violence, and that means... Like it's kind of equating how it should be with love um, to, to how violence actually compounds on itself in the real world. Um, and that's kind of a cool take on how if you twisted that, if you were able to twist that and make it to where you love and it compounded like violence does actually, it would be pretty cool. You and I have made the exact same point here. And this is where I texted Sam earlier and was like, hey, uh, did he found God, find God during this or something or like what? Because like, it's, it, you know, I don't know. And then, of course, again, could easily be a Christian praise song. <laughs> <laughs> let me feel you care. Let me feel you carry you higher. Watch our words spread hope like fire. Secret crowds rise up and gather. Hear your voices sing back louder. Man, this is Am I wrong? <laughs> I Empire is... <laughs> it is a Christian rock album. It is building the kingdom of the Lord right now. <laughs> like, like the Empire is the Lord's Empire. <laughs> no, but I I love the point that you're making of spread love like violence. Like, in that, 
I thought of it like this. Think about headlines. Like, in the yep. news, what grabs attention? It's not, oh, this elderly couple, they found love. It's, hey, this dude got shot up in the streets. Like, that's what grabs your attention. Oh, 100%. It's unfortunate how and that so works. What if love compounded like that? And how, I don't know, what the world would look like. Yeah, I mean, if, if I punch Sam and instead of him punching me back it was like hey let me give you a hug and then I went and gave somebody a hug turn the other cheek yeah your brother like, 70 if, times if, seven it's times one of those, it's like hmm what would that look like this is one that'll get stuck in your head because the outro is just the repeat of the chorus over God, and over again over and over again um but it's a lot of fun secret crowds great track and now we talk about one of my favorite parts of this record Sam. The freaking interludes, man. Interludes are awesome. I'll give you that. That is a dead art that you do not get with single tracks. That is a glorious artifact of music eras gone by. And I hate to, to say back. it is a carryover from his Blink days. They did a good job of it there. They did. And I think they do a damn good job of it here. Not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but it is a carryover. <laughs> I love it. So. Doggone it. It's called Star of Bethlehem. This is a Christian rock record. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's why I was like, what the hell, Sam? What, what's going on here? No, Star of Bethlehem, it feeds into true love gorgeously. And much like uh, we just segue there, let's segue into true love. Um, because true love, this is... Like, the one point, like I keep saying, that Tom is making on this record. It is a discussion, this concept of love. And by the way, he makes two concept albums called Love Later. Um, but true love is just fun. Like, it is angels and airwaves mantra. It's kind of, it's kind of to me, I get a lot of, like, about kind of like a falling star. Go on. Um, so, like... He says, um, the town is alive and well without you. Um, the lights, they peer out of the leafless trees and you won't be alone. I am beside you. Um, it's basically, I'm saying not necessarily a fall from grace, um, but that you're not alone. You're not, you may not be on this pedestal you once were. Um, I, I like to think that it's almost him kind of talking to himself a little bit. Mm. Um, Obviously, it was a big jump for him to have taken off and created this new project outside of Blink when he had already, so already had so much success. Um, and I kind of think that he's saying, he says she's like scared and part of it, but I, I kind of think he's talking, I mean, he, he's kind of using that as a, almost an analogy for him taking this big risk and maybe not having the success he once had, but he's okay. He'll make it happen. He, he's not alone in this venture. And, I mean, you're right. Like, Blink was this icon. Like, they defined a generation, cough, looking at my sister and myself. I mean, I'm part of that too, honestly, so. That just grew up on... Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Interesting. <laughs> See, Sean had a tab open. <laughs> um, again, this track is one that shows that filler lyrics aren't necessarily a bad thing because the pre-chorus of the yo away 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 not bad 
Not not bad. Not not great. I wish I actually had some lyrics here, but it fits in this ethereal space rock. It does for sure. I love the freaking chorus here. He says, true love, the stars in the sky illuminate below. The light is the sign that love will guide you home. You could unpack those lyrics. Like, you could have a podcast for that alone. Oh, for sure. Like, what the stars, the sky, the illumination, the light, whatever the sign is, and the love, and then home. Like, you could unpack all of those words, and there's a lot there that is, you know, for a different show. But... This is one that you'll find yourself humming throughout the day that you didn't even really realize Absolutely. that you were humming. Like this was what I was doing today at work. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good one. You'll definitely check that one out. Good song. Um, let's move on to Lifeline. Sam, um, when I started playing this song, I thought I had accidentally clicked on the card of three, <laughs> and I thought we were listening to Lollipop. I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, huh. How, how did little Wayne get here? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was like, hmm. And I was just kind of confused. Um, I know you said a minute ago to me um, that this is your least favorite track, probably. Yeah, there's just... There's <sighs> not a lot of substance to it yeah. for me. I don't know. I, I wish there was more to this. Like, the chorus is just very... Well, I mean, the whole song, like, lyrically is very generic. Like, there is... It just says, we all make mistakes, so here's your lifeline. And if you want it, I want it too. It's like, and then he repeats that again. Yeah, it. I mean, it feels like a cop out song. If we're gonna be honest, it's kind of like a. Eh. This is the one track on here that I'm like, you could have cut it out. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Eh, it would have been okay. Um, sonically, yeah, Sean's right. This is odd, and the opening just feels very, very out of place. I'm not mad about it. Don't love it. Very indifferent. Ready to move on. Concur. I concur for sure. Um, then we're on to Sam's other favorite track. <laughs> 45 seconds of just about that. <laughs> instrumental. Um, it's called Jumping Rooftops. It is really awesome. Um, if you were just listening to this thing like front to back, you wouldn't even know it was another track. You would think it would just roll back in night right into the next song. Uh, Star of Bethlehem does a better job of building into um, True Love. And jumping rooftops is a departure, and then at the very last second, it's like, oh, okay, here's Ride of Spring. Yeah. Um, but still, bring back the freaking interlude because it's awesome. We need more of that. Okay. Ride of Spring. Okay. There, this is the song. I think it again. I think he's getting more and more introspective as. The album goes on. Um, this is definitely about him. Um, yeah. About Tom. Like, um, it starts off, I was locked all day in the summer heat in a small brown house in suburban street. With a skateboard and my shit guitar, I dream all day that they would get me far. Um, mm -hmm. That's just him. It's, 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 it's him looking back on his childhood um, and hoping that either he'd be a skateboarder or some musician. Um, luckily for us, one of those turned out to be it's true. what it was. Um, it's definitely a coming-of-age song. It's definitely yeah. him looking back and being like, damn. Um, it gets to the chorus, which I think is the, the meat of this song. The rest of it's kind of just setting the stage for 
the chorus here. Um, it says, if I had a chance for another try, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. It's made me all of who I am inside. And if I could thank God that I am here and that I'm alive. And every day I wake, I tell myself a harmless lie, or a little harmless lie. The whole wide world is mine. Um, that's pretty awesome. God, this, this is the track that we wanted Tom DeLonge to be in light of a Blink track like Stay Together for the Kids. It is heavy, it is real, and you could spend so much time unpacking the lyrics here. And I love, 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 love this track. I definitely think it's the best lyrical track on the album, um, even though I was able to unpack it all in the in and out drive through earlier. Um, I do think this is awesome. Like, this is an awesome track. It, uh, man, I really want to unpack these lyrics here. Like, I, I, I honestly just want to read the rest of the verse. Um, so Sean left off saying, I dream all day that they would get me far. It says, my dad would ask me about my grades, the asshole sports that I never played. And then I'd ask about the girls he'd date behind our backs when mom would stay up late. Holy crap. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a... It's pretty shitty stuff. But we all understand that. We know, like, but even if you haven't experienced that in your personal family, you know people who have. It's shit. Like, it, it's not... It's not good. Like, mm. it, it, But it, it is, like he says in the chorus, it is what... He wouldn't change a thing, because that's what made him into what he is. What, like, the who he is. Mm. Um, those experiences are what shaped him and made him into the man that he is now. And then it goes on to say, my dad moved out about that year or so. It took about an hour to start a punk rock band to offset my fucked up family land. And as I held, my mom would cry. I swore ourselves a better life. Like it's almost, oh. it's almost nursery rhyme like there. Yeah. But, I mean, I come on. Go back and reread that again, and tell me that, that there's not a rhythmically a, a prayer that comes to mind. My dad moved out about that year or so. It took it took an hour to start a punk rock band to offset my fucked up family land, and as I held my mom, would start to cry. I swore ourselves a better life. Is there is there a prayer that comes to mind? I guess I don't know what you're getting at. So, I don't know if anybody else is, it's, I've heard this one. Um, so, it's, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. Oh. If I should die before I wake, I pray to the Lord my soul to take. It's the same rhythmically. Yeah? It is. See, do it again. Nah. I just picked up on it when you read it, and I'm, I'm kind of tripping, because it's <laughs> going back to this, the, the whole thing. Do, 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 do. Maybe he has some inspiration. God, the summer is gone. The years have passed. My friends had changed. A few did last. <coughs> Looking right at you, Mark Hoppus. The smallest dreams got pushed aside. The largest ones that changed my life. And all I wish for has come to pass. From rock and roll to love and cash. It's all success. It's what you need. Best line on the song. Do what you like and do it honestly. That yep. preach, Tom DeLong. Like, stand up when you preach. Beautiful track. Um, 
yeah, if he if he played this side of show, I would be weeping. You can find me with a lighter held at high noon, just waving back and forth. Like, come on, preach it. For sure. So, you got one more song left. Beautiful. But. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's it's time for us to fill our glasses one more time and. Yeah, they're looking pretty uh, pretty sparse. Yeah, and. We'll be back with you in just a second. Last question right here. Shaq, let's just say that a uh, snake bit your mom right up here, right in the chest area. Would you be willing to suck the venom out to win the title? No, but I will with your wife. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Hello, folks. We are back. Glasses full to the brim. Not really. Eh, Halfway. Uh, we, <clears throat> to close out our show here, are drinking Balcones, Texas Single Malt Whiskey, in case anyone needs a little ASMR for you. Oh, yeah. There oh, nice. Um. Damn, that was kind of hot. <laughs> stop. This no. is pot distilled whiskey out of Waco, comma, Texas. Probably the best and only good thing to come out of Waco. <laughs> Amen to that. Um, yeah, kind of weird to have a single malt Texas whiskey distinctly. For sure. I mean, I to me, as I'm going to say the whiskey novice, um, single malt appears to be the trend in America. That's kind of the new thing. Um, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I like it a lot. Yeah, we, we are sipping this over ice, in case I didn't come through earlier. Which is not the norm for Sam, and then through proxy me now. Yeah, for context, uh, just, a little, just a little background for you. Uh, I was a whiskey drinker before Sean and I got together. Sean was a beer drinker. I, I, again, this is predominantly, he's going to make a stupid note. No, I'm not. Not this time. And then as, here we go. And as we have become better friends, we have fused our alcohol influences. And so I've become Again, a we beer just guy. drink a lot. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, Texas Single Malt. Pretty awesome. Excuse you. Get a little excited there. It happens. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Wow, that was a great dude. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I really screwed the boots on that one. Golly. <laughs> okay, so we're closing out the record. Um, Heaven is—it's kind of the final track on the story. Kind of? Started in, uh, you're complaining at me when you're the guy who says LOL after every single text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Get over it. So I, I laugh a lot, okay? No, you don't. Heaven is is the definitive end to the story started in We Don't Need to Whisper and finishing out here on I Empire. It's... Like I think this track is really interesting because he samples a lot of "We Don't Need to Whisper" in the intro. Mm-hmm. Like you hear, um, I distinctly hear uh, "Valkyrie Missile" and uh, "The Adventure" in this track coming together, and this is the right song to end these two stories because it is this ethereal concept album talking about love and these higher truths this is 
I mean, it's still Tom playing the Sims here because he says, I will run in the streets and hostile lands. I'll touch the rain with all that I have. I'll breathe the air and scream it loud and my feet will never uh, touch the ground. It's like... It's almost living in a dream world. Yeah. Like, this is Tom's universe and we're just living in it. Um, so the chorus... Um, goes with lights and sounds oh god this is such a mess and it's like our world uh, but where the last one's left and the hair it stands on the back of our necks and I swear it shows heaven just be might just oh my gosh what? heaven must be <laughs> just like this um to me this kind of comes across as this double meaning here um the lights and sounds I mean it's them on stage right it's them mm. To me, that's part of it, and then I also think it's it kind of twists into this relationship and going back to the love. Um, the hair stands on the back of our neck, back of our necks. I swear it shows. Um, so like, their love isn't just between them. They, it's very obvious to the outsider, the one looking. That's kind of what I get there. I don't know if I'm anywhere near what you're thinking, but interesting because with those lines. My thought was more just uh, these two lovers that are together in the midst of the dumpster fire of whatever else is going on. And that's a more literal translation of what's going on in this track. But, you know, he's saying, like, with whatever these brilliant lights and sounds are that are coming across as such a mess, it's you and I. And the hair's on the back of our necks, so there's some level of nerves, excitement, stimulation, whatever. But... All of that put together with yeah. you, this is heaven. Yeah, I get, I can see that too for sure. Um, it's definitely one that gave me the most problems lyrically because I didn't feel like it was straightforward. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is like I said, this is the combination of the first two albums coming together on one track. And I think Tom is sending a subtle message here. I don't know how subtle it is. In the outro. He definitely is sending a message to his uh, former Blink counterparts. What do you think he has to say? Um, I think he's saying that he was listening the whole time. He wasn't trying to give up on them. He wasn't trying to mm-hmm. quit. Um, but... They didn't think he was listening. He didn't. They didn't think he cared. Then I mean, there was definitely just a miscommunication. Am I off base there? So, my knowledge of Blinks. He has more of that than I do. Breakups, and I say breakups because it has happened a couple times now. Is out of nowhere. Tom DeLonge in like I said, two thousand five ish. Maybe it might have been two thousand six. Just bails. And they had just released the Untitled album, and like it was gorgeous. Best album. And people were like, oh, Blink's on this great rise. They had um, Enema of the State on her pants and jacket. Beautiful, beautiful uh-huh. album uh-huh. name. <laughs> and then the Untitled album, and then, and then they just stop. You know, Tom DeLonge has said many times over, Blink, in his eyes, with him being a part of it, is not over. I hope not. Like, he has said publicly in at least like, several interviews that I've heard, like, they have intentions of making music together again one day. And Grant said, I don't know when that's going to happen because they're kind of all getting old. Up. You know, they're getting kind of old. I'd still go. 
I would for sure go for a Blink um, like reunion album or reunion tour. It, I wouldn't even care if it was good or not. Oh, yeah. I'd still be there. That's what they're waiting on is when they're washed up. I'm like, ah, oh, we'll still make some money off of this. <laughs> and they will. Yeah, I know. It's I, bullshit. I kind of uh, hate them for it. But I will happily give them that money. Like twice. I'll probably drive a couple places to go see them a couple times. Miatra says, please stay. Don't go. I got you now. Are you curious? I got you now. Now, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Um... And that's just like Sean said. It's literally just Tom saying the whole time he's been listening to Mark. Because the rift was always Mark and Tom. Like Travis was always going to side with or with Mark. But it was mainly between Mark and Tom. Yeah. And this is Tom saying, look. Let's figure it out. I'm here. And they do. And it was beautiful. And they had, or they came back, released an album and an EP. Put out some great shows that are on YouTube now. But had to be listen to us well folks this has been fun we've had a blast it has been fun um hopefully y'all enjoyed this time with us and we'll continue to keep doing this um but for now this is uh Goodbye to the University of Texas. <laughs> this is Sam. This, this is Sean. Sean. We are signing off for now. See y'all. Fuck later. Good fucking bye. I'll be the Zen. <laughs>